At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a great day of Sunday baseball that's coming up, and we got a few games for Saturday that are still going on as well. We're going to be keeping tabs on those, and we're going to try to get you guys some winners for Sunday as well. The DK Nation pick from Saturday has already struck as I'm taking out the over in the Texas Rangers and the LA Angels game. They just keep pouring it on. It is now 7-4, the Texas Rangers lead in the top of the sixth inning. Neither of these starters wanted giving you a very good effort whatsoever, and it's gotten to the point in which Tuki Toussaint is in the game for the LA Angels. So that's how you know it's not necessarily going well for the LA Angels, who, I'm not even kidding here, entered into this day 15-41 and 41 in their last 56 games. It has been remarkably terrible how the LA Angels have been performing recently. If you've been fading them in every one of their games, well... You have rent probably for the next year because it has been really whew, not good for the LA Angels. This is a team, by the way, that was 11 games above 500 at one point this season. Now, I do recognize that you've had out of the fold for the team Mike Trout for quite a while, which that winds up putting you behind the eight ball, but just shows the absolute and complete and utter incompetence of this organization as you wind up having. I'm going to try to say this name correctly because I don't want to disrespect him, but Mabriz Valoria wind up going deep for the Texas Rangers in the sixth inning. His first home run of the season entered into this day hitting a buck 50. So there you go. That's what the LA Angels are doing right now. 
How about if we wind up taking a look at that in a few minutes? Because first, we've got to give you my DK Nation pick. We want to look at a pair of organizations that have been a little bit more promising, though there is a home team in this one that has not necessarily been so promising as for the DK Nation pick. We go 977, 978 on the board. How about if we wind up going with the Baltimore Orioles on the road against the Cincinnati Reds? In the words of Bill Belichick, we are on to Cincinnati, and Nick Lodolo is on to the start for them, and Austin Voth, he's going to be going for the Orioles. Orioles find themselves as underdogs, anywhere between plus 105 and plus 110, and with the Reds, it is anywhere between minus 117 and minus 125, with a total of 9, over is minus 115, under is minus 105, and with the DK Nation pick, I'm going to be taking a look at the Baltimore Orioles money line. I felt like they should have been more like a minus 115 favorite rather than right around a plus 105 underdog. So I think that the wrong team is favored in this spot because with the Orioles, this is going to be start number seven for us both. Now, for both prior to him getting to Baltimore, it had been a no good, very bad, terrible year from. As a matter of fact, a 10-13 ERA is what we wound up having with the Washington Nationals and opponents running a 382 off of them. Ever since he wound up getting into Baltimore, opponents hang closer to about a 248 off of them with his ERA now being a 338. And in his six starts, the team is 5-1. and one. Meanwhile, Nick Lodolo, he does a very good job of being able to get swings and misses. As a matter of fact, 13.1 strikeouts per nine innings, but he's also allowing the deep ball. 1.4 home runs per nine innings. Opponents are north of a 275 off of him, and he's allowing four walks per nine innings. So the command is not necessarily there. Good raw stuff. A little bit of a rookie, though. This is going to be just his eighth career start. So a little bit of a guy that needs to wind up honing it in just a little bit more. And he's been unable to deliver great length. And that is going to be absolutely terrible for the Cincinnati Reds because entering into Saturday, they had a league-worst 526 bullpen ERA. To put this into perspective, no other team has an ERA that is above 464 in their bullpen. And they go up against the Baltimore Orioles team that has been absolutely dominant in terms of their bullpen. As over the last 40 days, their bullpen ERA hovering in the neighborhood about 2.6 overall for the season. They are tied with the Detroit Tigers for fourth best bullpen ERA in the big leagues with a three. So they've been able to do an amazing job. And on top of that, for the Baltimore Orioles, they've been doing all this while having their bullpen fill in the top six in terms of just total innings for the season. And with the Baltimore, they are probably going to need to go to it quite a bit because Austin Voth, he has went five innings in just one out of his seven starts thus far this season. He's won four and a third or fewer in every one of them. And the Orioles seem to have a good system in place with them. And for the Cincinnati Reds, what they do have in place is a relatively solid offense at home. As the home team in the Cincinnati Reds, they've been able to do a solid job of generating some offense. It's been a little bit of an interesting case with them because they get right around 1.2 home runs per game at home compared to about 0.7 home runs per game when they are on the road. And in terms of just sheer total runs per game, Cincinnati Reds right around 5.1 per game at home, 3.5 on the road. And you do have a pair of guys that are able to do a nice job of being able to crank up the offense for this team. It's Brandon Drury, 19 home runs. He's been able to right around a 270 for this team. And then Tyler Stevenson has been nice for this team, but... The gentleman that is hitting right around at 315, he's now on the injured list. That winds up putting the Reds a little bit behind the eight ball. Joey Votto over the last three days has been hitting below a 225, not really been able to get on base for this team. And when it comes to the Baltimore Orioles, not a team that's going to wind up getting a whole boatload of offense, but you do have Anthony Santander, who's been able to give you 15-plus home runs. 
He's been able to do a good job of being able to reach base. And really, it's been a balanced effort when it comes to Baltimore Orioles. How long Trey Bumo Mancini is going to be in the fold for the Baltimore Orioles, that is to be determined. But he, Ramon Urias, who I mentioned a little bit before, Santander, Cedric Mullins, Ryan Moncastle, all these guys hitting between about a 252 to a 270. So you've got good balance up and down. And even some of the guys that they haven't been able to have those good averages, like Jorge Mateo, who's hitting right around 250, 215. He's been able to be in the top five in terms of stolen bases. Rudan Odor, he's hitting right around 200, but he has come up with some big hits in some big spots. He wound up having that game-tying home run against the Texas Rangers that wound up helping the team be able to win a game that led to them eventually being above 500. And this is the first time since 2016 that the Baltimore Orioles have been above 500 this late in the season with the expanded wild card. The Baltimore Orioles are really going to be playing for really for lack of a better term, their lives in terms of being buyers at the trade deadline. They are a team that if you've bet on them in the money line in every single one of their games thus far this season, you're up right in the neighborhood about $1,875 and $1,900 with the loss that they wanted taking on Saturday. So you've been able to make a whole boatload of money on this Baltimore Orioles team. I do think that both going to go out there, going to be able to give a relatively solid three to four innings. From there, he gives way to a bullpen that is going to be able to lock down the Cincinnati Reds. I just don't have a lot of faith in Lodolo and that really, really bad bullpen of the Cincinnati Reds being able to get it done. You've really got Alexis Diaz, who's been able to give you a sub-3 ERA, and then you wind up getting into Joel Kuno along with just so many of these other guys, Rory Moretta, Revier, Sam Martin. They're unable to get it done. And for the Baltimore Orioles, because they were down so many runs in the game on Saturday, all of their big guns like CNL Perez, Jorge Lopez, throw in there Joey Creeble, Keegan Aiken has really been the long guy for the team. All these guys that have a 242 ERA or better, they're all going to be rested in this game. So DK Nation pick is going to be the Baltimore Orioles getting a little bit of a plus price on the money line. I'm personally willing to lay up to a minus 115 with it. And in terms of the subtle, I did end up setting it at a 9.3 because I do think that the Orioles are going to be able to get to a little bit low, and I do think that both might wind up giving up a run or two himself. So looking at it over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Baltimore Orioles on the money line as well. How about if we wind up going with another interleague game here? We've got 975-976 on the betting board. The Milwaukee Brewers are on the road facing off against the Boston Red Sox. Josh Winkowski is going to be going for the Red Sox, and Aaron Ashby is on the bump. For Milwaukee, with Milwaukee being a minus 130 to a minus 135 favorite. And with Boston, it's between plus 115 and plus 120 with a total anywhere between, now we're seeing it pretty much across the board, being a 9.5. The juice is varying a little bit in this one. But with that said, with Aaron Ashby, I felt like he should have been a very slight favorite. But anything above a plus 110, I was willing to take a shot on Boston. Josh Winkowski has had some very funky home and road splits. He's got north of a 5-5 year at home. Meanwhile, it's more like a sub-270 on the road, so that has been something to dive into a little bit more, and I did take a look, and big reason why is because Josh Winkowski wound up having his start against the New York Yankees, wind up coming at home. He's just faced a little bit of better competition in general when he has been at his home ballpark. I do think that things are going to start to wind up going northward for him, and for Aaron Ashby, he has been really nasty for the Milwaukee Brewers, and I feel like He's just a guy that he's not able to control his own stuff right now because he's able to get a little bit over 11 strikeouts per nine innings. The movement on his pitches are is absolutely insane, but with that, he doesn't know where the ball is going sometimes, and as a result, he's been giving up right around four walks per nine innings. If you take a look at the fielding independent numbers, he's doing for some positive progression, in my opinion. He's got a 438 ERA, right around a 383 
fielding independent. He's been giving up a little bit over a home run per nine innings. And with Aaron Ashby, he has been much worse on the road rather than at home. At home, a sub three ERA, a little bit north of a five ERA on the road. And for the Boston Red Sox, you do have still guys that are able to get on base for you. Christian Vasquez, J.D. Martinez. These guys are hitting between about a 275 to a 290. You've got a guy that's hitting above 300 in Xander Bogarts. Really the big issue for the Boston Red Sox. And I didn't think I'd be saying it. It's a deep ball. With having Rafael Devers out of the fold, they don't necessarily have a lot of guys who are able to go deep. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Brewers, they're number two in the National League in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. Roddy Tellez, Willie Adamas have been able to give you 20 home runs apiece. Hunter Renfro, the former Boston Red Sox, he's getting a home run every about 13 to 14 at-bats. He has been a very good ad for the Milwaukee Brewers whenever he's been healthy. Now with the Brewers, their big bugaboo is they don't have a single guy that sees consistent at-bats that's hitting above a 260 this season. Now, Christian Yelich, the former MVP who has not been living up to his contract, he's now hitting a 260. He, Andrew McCutcheon, you're able to throw in there. Renfro, I mentioned a little bit earlier, he currently banged up Jace Peterson. All these guys are in between about a 245 to 260. So these guys have been able to do a solid job. I'll be able to reach base for the team, but with the Brewers, You've got a Josh Hader issue. Hader has been giving up north of a 5 ERA really over the last month or so. You wound up having that cataclysmically bad outing against the San Francisco Giants just before the All-Star break in with Devin Williams being used up back-to-back days and being used up for more than 20 pitches on Saturday. That probably knocks him out of the full year. Hobie Milner, Brian Boxberger, they also wound up going for the Milwaukee Brewers. So I actually do look at the Boston Red Sox getting this plus price. And I think that it's actually relatively solid value. And I do think that both of these young starters are going to be able to land a good start. I'm looking at the under, and I'm looking at the Boston Red Sox coming up next. Where we're taking a look at some football, the AFC North, right here on VSIN, the Sports Banking Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve long-lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like taking the first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And we are looking at these baseball games live. Just going to pass along the update. Both of these teams, or both of these games, currently in the seventh inning. The Giants, they're currently clocking the Cubs by a count of 5-0. to zero. If you're looking at the live money line of the San Francisco Giants, well... You're laying 9,000, and your live total is a 6.5. And, and honestly, a live over here might not be the world's worst look. It's been a Cubs bullpen that has been playing above their heads for about a month or so. And the San Francisco Giants, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're manufacturing right around 4.7 runs per game. Right now, it is now in the top of the seventh inning. And the San Francisco Giants bullpen, it is currently in the bottom 10 in the big leagues in terms of ERA. They clearly miss Buster Posey some. I don't necessarily hate that. And then down to the seventh inning, Tuki Dusan still in the game for the LA Angels. It is currently 7-4 with the Angels currently trailing the Texas Rangers. And if you're looking at the Texas Rangers live, you're going to be able to get them at minus 790. If you're looking to lay two and a half runs, you're going to have to lay up to a minus 135. If anything, I'd be looking to take two and a half runs right now with the LA Angels. Total on this game is 13 and a half. I think that it's gotten up a little bit too lofty, but reason why I would take two and a half runs with the Angels at a little bit of a plus price. The Texas Rangers bullpen over the last 40 or so days, ever since Joe Barlow wound up going down with an injury, it's went straight down the toilet bowl. You've got Dennis Santana and Garrett Richards with north of a 9 ERA over the last 30 days. And I mean, strange as it is to say over the last 40 days, the LA Angels bullpen has actually got a better ERA than that of the Texas Rangers, which eh, because it show you that it's not necessarily been a great state of affairs for them. So that's where we're looking at there. But how about if we wind up diving into a little bit of football? I've been doing a division a week on this show, and we might wind up being able to hit this division a little bit more in our number three as well. But let's take a look at the AFC South, and there is one team that really in this division falls under that moniker of the more I look at them, the more I like them. And I'm sure that a lot of people, much like myself, do wind up having this when it comes to taking a look forward to the upcoming season, whether you're a handicapper or it's just sort of a casual fan of the NFL, of insert your league here, what have you. And when you wind up 
just thinking about the season a little bit more, you're like, ah, that team, they could wind up having a good run. I feel that way about the Indianapolis Colts. And with the Indianapolis Colts, if you're looking for their futures to be able to win the division, they've been going down, down, down. They wind up making the big acquisition for Matt Ryan in the offseason. They wind up being able to retain that absolutely terrific ground game as well of Jonathan Taylor and company. It's a good offensive line, in my opinion. And right now, if you're taking a look at odds to be able to win this vision, the Colts, they now find themselves at a minus 125 just a few weeks ago. This was more around a minus 110. Titans are clocking in at a plus 170. Jags are 7-1. And if you're looking at the use of Texas, boy, it's 30-1. to So I don't think that there's necessarily a lot of a shot for the Houston Texans, but you take a look at the way that this Colts schedule winds up shaping out, and they begin and end the season with the Houston Texans, so they get a confidence booster to begin the season, and they get a confidence booster to end the year. Now, week number one is going to be on the road against the Texans, and I've heard a few people say that the Texans might be a little bit better than expected, and quite frankly, they really can't be too much worse than expected because we don't have high expectations for them. Davis Mills is just someone that I'm not necessarily in on. This team just completely wound up killing their organization for lack of a better term when they wanted trading away DeAndre Hopkins and they wanted making that absolutely no good terrible trade it was just one that really set them behind the eight ball and with the Houston Texans they had to wind up dealing to Sean Watson as that was just a very murky situation to say the least and who knows maybe when it's all said and done it's not necessarily the worst thing that could have happened to them but man it is not great what is going on with the Houston Texans right now meanwhile with the Indianapolis Colts, it is great because Quiddy Pay didn't wind up having like a bunch of sacks or anything like that in his rookie season, but you could tell that he was a good disruptor whenever he was out there on the field for the Indianapolis Colts. This is one of the more fearsome defenses they're able to find in the NFL as DeForest Buckner is someone that they wanted trading for a few years ago from the San Francisco 49ers. And I would argue that DeForest Buckner hasn't necessarily lived up to his billing ever since the trade. I think that he's going to be able to come into his own, and I think that he's going to have himself a massive season after the last two seasons. 16 and a half sacks. Once again, just one of those cases in which you expect a little bit more out of him. Still able to do a very solid job of being able to disrupt plays, but I do think that he's going to be able to bust through, have that double-digit sack season for this team this season at the defensive tackle spot nonetheless. But I do take a look at this defense as a whole as well. Having someone like Stephon Gilmore out there in the secondary, I think that it's going to be able to keep things very, very solid. And you don't need to have necessarily the world's greatest secondary to be able to win in this division because, I mean, let's just take a look at the other quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is pretty much a rookie this year. We're going to call it what it is because Urban Meyer probably wanted probably setting him back from where he was at Clemson because that's exactly what Urban Meyer did. He was a cancer and he was a leech to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Literally, you could bring in Greg Peterson, my wonderful producer, Dan Miller, and that is automatically an upgrade from what you wound up having with Urban Meyer. Heck, you could have wound up getting a scarecrow out there and the Jacksonville Jaguars would have done better last season. And you could just tell that that was completely toxic. I mean, the guy was so dumb that he wound up kicking his kicker in the in the kicking leg. I mean, that's how incompetent of a coach Urban Meyer was. So, I mean, thankfully, the Jacksonville Jaguars have a new fresh breath in there in Doug Peterson. Did Doug Peterson do the world's greatest job at the end of his tenure with the Philadelphia Eagles? No, but this is someone that wanted winning a Super Bowl. This is someone that learned for many years under Brett Favre because he was actually his understudy for many years. So, being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, I know quite a bit about Doug Peterson 
He's not going to be someone that winds up taking the Jacksonville Jaguars most likely to a Super Bowl anytime soon. But you know what? Progress has been made. Urban Meyer is no longer in the organization. Thank goodness gracious. Ding dong, the witch is dead. So that's very good for them. And they wind up getting back Travis Etienne as well. A lot of people wind up forgetting that the Jaguars last season with Trevor Lawrence, they drafted his college running back as well. With ATN, if you want to take a look at him at Clemson, the guy was a very explosive player. I think that he's going to be able to make a nice impact for the Jaguars team. And, and they've got weapons. Now, are they weapons like the Kansas City Chiefs wound up having when they were at full force and wound up winning a Super Bowl a few years ago? No, but you know what? There's something to build around with this Jacksonville Jaguars team. If I'm looking anywhere on this win total, I'm looking at the over because the schedule isn't too bad. They wind up beginning the year on the road against the Commanders. You know what wound up happening that led to the Commanders having the roster that they did? Oh, yeah. You wound up having Carson Wentz lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars because he had no idea what he was doing the last week of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. Now he goes to the Commanders, and now he has to face the same team that wound up pretty much putting him out of a job and made him wind up changing his zip code. So that's going to be interesting to take a look at. The Colts, that's probably going to be a loss for the Jaguars. And then at the Chargers, that's going to be brutal. At the Eagles, that's going to be tough. But then you wind up getting the Texans, and you could wind up picking up two automatic wins right there. They are going to be playing against the New York Football Giants. That should be a, able to be AW there when they wind up facing off against a team like the Detroit Lions, you've got an opportunity for a W there. They wind up playing against the Jets, and I think that they could steal potentially one of those games against the Tennessee Titans late in the season as well if health winds up taking a little bit of toll on them because a lot of this division is going to be dependent upon if Derrick Henry could stay out there on the field. When Derrick Henry is out there, this is a Tennessee Titans team that is very fearsome. Now with Derrick Henry, him coming off the injury that he wound up having last season, you got to have a little bit of question mark there because the Tennessee Titans, they have asked a whole lot of them, and rightfully so, in recent years. Now, what I do like about the Titans as well is that they don't necessarily have the flashiest wide receiver core. They wind up getting rid of A.J. Brown, and that's not necessarily too terrific. But if Robert Woods is 100% when he was out there and fully healthy for the L.A. Rams, this guy was one of the most underrated wide receivers out there in the NFL. 86-plus catches in three straight seasons. So, I mean, this is someone that can be really a good weapon for Ryan Tannehill, but once again, how far is Ryan Tannehill going to get you? If you wind up ranking the top 32 starting quarterbacks out there in the NFL, I don't know if I put Ryan Tannehill within the top 16 at this point. It's just really becoming a little bit of a bridge to Malik Willis, which I think it could be multiple years. A lot of people are thinking that perhaps by the end of the this year slash into early next year, Malik Willis might wind up being able to be that starting quarterback. I think that it might wind up being a little bit longer than that, but with the Titans, what are they going to be able to do on defense to wind up disrupting Matt Ryan and company? I just have n- no idea what they're going to be able to do on that front because with Ryan, he finally has a line. He finally has a running game. With the Atlanta Falcons, he was playing with pretty much the most skeletal crew out there in the NFL last season. He had Kyle Pitts and yeah, nobody else because his top wide receiver, he was away from mental health issues and little did we know until the end of the season, he was apparently doing parlays as well. So I do think that the Indianapolis Colts are clearly the number one team in this division. We'll dive into them a little bit later on as well. But coming up next, got to take a look at what we're getting on the MLB board for Sunday right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Ice cold beers and cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 years or older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please do drink responsibly as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. Our number three. So in about 45 minutes, we've got Mikhail Miranda coming on. Does a great job doing a lot of our work over here, taking a look at Formula One. He's also the audio engineer of this show. The man has many, many talents. He's going to be joining me. We've got a Formula One race in Hungary today, and I am hungry for some winners. So we are going to be having on Mikhail to be able to help us out with that. And really everyone behind the scenes does absolutely amazing work. Every single hour of every single show that we wind up doing here at Visa.com, everything from this show, the Greg Peterson experience, to a numbers game, follow the money, Visa Bet Center on the weekends, betting across America, list goes on and on. You're able to find them all at Visa.com slash podcast and all of our winds of posting those up. You've got my wonderful product you've got my wonderful you've got my wonderful, I should say, technical director in Nick. He does very well with that, unlike the way that I wound up getting confused with my own words there. So Nick doing an amazing job. Everything that you wind up seeing on screen, that is saying so. You've got my producer, Dan the Man Miller. He is pinch hitting this week for Brian Ortega and doing an absolutely amazing job of it. And then you've got Mikhail, who is my audio engineer. He's going to be joining the decks in about 45 minutes. So big shout out to all those guys. I work with the best in the business. They do their part every single time. And I need to do my part. I need to try to unearth a few winners for you guys, by the way. Take a look at that Giants versus Cubs game. And if you want to diving in on that live over, need about one more run to be able to get this one in. Five to one, the San Francisco Giants in the lead going into the bottom of the seventh inning. And fortunately for us, Mark Leiter Jr. is on the mound. And he's right now got an ERA north of five this season. So not necessarily going too terrific for him there as the Cubs, they were able to play the run in the top of the seventh inning as Nelson Velasquez was able to get a single in. If you're looking at this total live right now, you are still finding it at a seven and a half. So we shall see if the live over is able to get there, but we shall also see if this, if we're going to be seeing some fireworks on Sundays, we're going to have a lot of big chalky favorites as we've got a pair of them in the American league. Let's start out with the earliest game of the day, the good old Peacock game, 963, 964, the Detroit Tigers. They're on the road facing off against the Toronto Blue Jays as Jose Barrios is going to be going for the Jays and Garrett Hill is on the bump. For the Detroit Tigers and the Tigers, they are hefty underdogs. You're finding them as low as a plus 235, as high as where I sit here at Circa as a plus 250. And with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, saying between about a minus 270 to a minus 280 that you have to lay on them. And your total on this game is 9. And I cannot justify laying this money line on a Blue Jays team that has a guy in Jose Barrios who has an ERA that is north of a 4-5 this season. For Jose Barrios, to his credit... He has always been a better home pitcher rather than a road pitcher. And it's not just been his time with the Toronto Blue Jays, but you're able to date that back with his time with the Minnesota Twins. With Minnesota, he was always rock solid at home. He was always pretty stinky on the road. This year, he's been really stinky on the road with a north of a 70 RA. That's not too terrific now at home. This winds up dropping to right around at 338. Far from terrific, but you know what? It'll get the job done, but 
Overall, a 520 ERA. Now, Fielding and Pendant is a little bit better than his ERA. He has been able to do a good job of being able to keep the walks down as he's walking only about 2.2 to 2.3 guys per nine innings. But his strikeout numbers, they're as low as they have been really since his rookie season. He's been able to get in a strikeouts per nine sort of format right around 8F. And for Garadil, he has not been able to get a lot of swings and misses thus far. He's only averaging right around 4.2, 4.3, 4 4.4 strikeouts per nine. And he says he's got 10 punch outs in 21 innings. Has been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to pitch to contact, be able to hold down the fort for the Tigers. The big thing for the Tigers is they just need to find a way to be able to generate a few runs. And to the credit of Detroit, they've looked a little bit better here in the month of July of being able to play some runs. They have scored at least three runs, and I know that it doesn't sound like much, but they have scored at least three runs in every single game this week, so they are starting to come around just a little bit with the bats, so that is a little bit encouraging. Three-plus runs at each other last six games, and you really want to date it back. They've scored at least three runs, and now I believe seven out of their last eight. Now with the Detroit Tigers, Shall we go down the list of guys that are in a 220 or lower? Javi Baez, Jamir Candelario, Jonathan Scope, Robbie Grossman, Cody Clements, Akil Badu. I mean, we are able to just continue to go on and on. And I mean, Spencer Torkelson, he would be on this list, but he was so bad that he got demoted to AAA. So not great there. And now they're a leader in home runs. Jamir Candelario with 10. They've got 62 home runs as a team. And right now, the duo of Anthony Rizzo and Aaron Judge have more home runs than the Detroit Tigers. But here's what the Detroit Tigers do have as a positive. They are currently number three in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA at a three. All these guys have been very good coming out of the bullpen for this bunch. Someone like a Michael Fulmer is a former starter. He's been able to give you a little bit north of a two ERA. You've been able to have Gregory Soto be a good closer for this bunch. Alex Lang is posting up a 277 ERA. You've been able to get good innings. One needed out of even someone like a Will Vest as well. So you've got a lot of guys that have been able to come in, hold down the fort for this team, and they're probably going to need them with Garadil being a little bit of a touch-and-go guy, someone who's been posting up right around a 557 ERA. I do think that as long as he's able to keep the ball in the yard, this could wind up going well for the Detroit Tigers. So and this is one of those awkward Peacock games in which it does wind up having a very early first pitch. So if you're out here on the West Coast and you like to sleep in on Sundays, Probably want to put this overnight because it is going to be a 9.05 a.m. Pacific time first pitch. But when it comes to Toronto Blue Jays, no doubt, this team has an advantage when it comes to the lineup. And we all know it. Like Flaguerro Jr. has been able to pump out 21 home runs thus far this season. He has been able to do an absolutely amazing job for this team. You've got guys that have been able to do a solid job of just being able to move the line and get on base. But you have been seeing a little bit recently, Boba Shett along with George Springer have been dealing with a few ailments. Springer has missed a few games already in this series, so that's a little bit of an issue. You do have Lourdes Correa along with Alejandro Kirk, though. Both of these guys hang at least a 310 for the team to Oscar Hernandez. He's been hanging above a 300 over the last three days, and Matt Chapman is hitting nearly a 300 over the last three days. That's something that is very shocking. He's been able to come alive for this bunch as well, but just getting up this high with a guy in Jose Barrios who's got a 520 ERA, it's just not justifiable, especially when the Tigers have the advantage out there in the bullpen. As for the Blue Jays, you have been able to see a couple guys be able to rise up. Tim Meza, Adam Simber, Yimmy Garcia. These guys have a sub-3-2 ERA. And Jordan Romano is actually a very underrated closer. We talk about the best closers out there in the big leagues. Josh Hader, when he's at full force, he is certainly number one. But I mean, Jordan Romano has 23 saves thus far this season. I 
think that he's only blown like two or three chances. He's actually been relatively steady for the team, a 240 ERA. Romano's been a guy that's been relatively solid for a Blue Jays team that, to their credit, over the last, we're going to call it 40 or so days, they've been a top 10 team in terms of bullpen ERA. Now, they certainly need to get a starter at the deadline. We wound up seeing the team in the Seattle Mariners wind up being able to acquire one of the teams that it looked like they might have been in on in Luis Castillo. So that winds up setting them behind the eight ball just a little bit. But for the Toronto Blue Jays, should they be a favorite in the spot? Yes. Should they be a favorite that is hovering right around a minus 280 to 290? No. And when you're betting baseball, you are betting numbers. You are not betting teams. Even though you think that the Blue Jays might be able to win this game, they're not keeping like 60% of the time. If you wind up being able to hit 40% of your bets at a plus 235, guess what? You've actually profited. So I do think that it is very important to always keep that in mind because, well, if you were to wind up having a minus 110 spread here, yeah, obviously the play would be the Toronto Blue Jays, but you are once again looking at the long game when it comes to Major League Baseball. It is a grind throughout the season, and hopefully the Tigers can wind up grinding out a win here. And, hey, I mean, if you've been betting against these, I would say north of minus 275 favorites this season. And we saw the Blue Jays go down as one of them already on Friday. You've actually made quite a bit of money. Taking a look at these underdogs, I think that you could be able to make a little bit of money on the Peacock game here by taking the plus price with the Detroit Tigers. So that is where I'm going to be looking with that regard. We're going to start this preview in this segment, and we're going to be wrapping it up on the flip side. But we are going to be seeing a little bit of an opener situation in the Rays versus the Guardians. And... It's not the Tampa Bay Rays that's going to be trotting out there the opener. I have no idea what world I'm living in, but that is what is going down here as we got 967, 968 on the board. Cleveland Guardians hit the road. They're facing off against the Tampa Bay Rays. Shane McClanahan, right now the odds on favorite to be the American League Cy Young Award winner, goes for the Rays. And Brian Shaw, opening for Kirk McCarthy, is going to be going out there for the Guardians and the Guardians. Shocker, they're an underdog. Anywhere between plus 180 and plus 190, minus $2 or minus 210. Your price on the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that the money line is relatively correct. I was willing to lay a little bit of price with the Tampa Bay Rays right now. A lot of spots you're finding this right around a plus 105. Seeing as high as a plus 120 out there at the South Point, and I am all about this plus price on the run line. I'll be touching upon why a little, uh, as a matter of fact, on the other side, as with Brian Schaub. He's got north of a 5 ERA as the opener of this team. As we open this one up, we're going to be finishing it up on the other side and taking a look at some ways to be able to make some money on Major League Baseball on Sunday. That's up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football betting guide is out, and soon the pro football betting guide is going to be soon to follow, as there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons rather than with these two betting guides. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats and pro ratings. Plus, you get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Reserve your copy of the football betting guide today and get access to everything that we offer for the entirety of the football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as it is a Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And before we can wind up getting to the football season, we've got a full month of baseball regular season before we wind up getting there as well. Lots of money to be made out there on the diamond, but coming up in hour number three, we'll end up touching a little bit on the AFC South a little bit earlier in this hour. Going to do a little bit more of a dive on some of the teams that I didn't wind up touching on so much. We wound up taking a late, nice look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've yet to eviscerate the Houston Texans enough, so we're going to do a little bit more of that in hour number three as well. You may have heard me talk about how I do like the Indianapolis Colts and what they all bring to the table. Going to be diving into a little bit more on them as well. So we've got a lot soon to follow there, but we wound up opening up with the game with the opener in the last segment, Guardians versus Rays. And with the Rays, Shane McClanahan has been absolutely magnificent for this team. You got to have a little bit of a gasp here because he's actually got a little bit of a higher home ERA rather than a road ERA. Have your concerns here because he's got a whole buck 74 home ERA compared to about a buck 50 80 ERA on the road. I mean, that just shows how good this guy has been this season. Shane McClanahan, right now, rightfully so, leader in the clubhouse for the American League Cy Young. He has been able to get 11.8 strikeouts per nine innings, so one and a half walks per nine. He has been absolutely amazing. His hits per nine innings, his whip, they both lead the league among qualifying starters. And, I mean, behind him, you've got a top-down bullpen as well. Jason Adam has been able to provide you 
a sub two ERA, you would be able to get really good performances out of guys like a Colin Pooch, Brooks Raley. These guys have been pretty solid. And for the Cleveland Guardians, it's a case of which it's going to be Kirk McCarthy who winds up following after you wind up having the opener of Brian Shaw. And Shaw himself, the last time he was an opener for McCarty, he wound up giving up two runs in something like two and a third innings after McCarty. It's been a bad year for him. You even take a look at the minor league level. He's a kid from Southern Miss, and he just doesn't belong at the big league level right now. In a few years, I actually do think that he could be halfway decent, but his minor league numbers indicates that this is a guy that is very much pitch of contact. He wound up giving up, and this is at the minor league level, mind you. 1.8 home runs per nine innings, right around three walks per nine innings, and it was getting fewer than seven strikeouts per nine innings. I don't know how a guy like this winds up getting promoted unless your farm system just absolutely stinks, but somehow, someway, he's finding himself at the major league level right now as he wound up actually beginning the season with the Baltimore Orioles in their system. So I have no idea how they wound up setting him up, but somehow, someway, they did wind up doing so. But when it comes to this Guardians team, you do have a bunch that they've been able to do a good job of being able to hit homers on the road. For the Guardians this season, they've got, I believe now, 78 home runs after what they wound up doing on Saturday. And out of all of them, 51 of them have wound up coming on the road. As Jose Ramirez has been very solid for this team. 20-plus homers. He's in the top five in the league in terms of RBI. And you've got so many guys that will be able to get on base for this team. As you've got Ramirez, who I just mentioned, Oscar Gonzalez, you're able to to throw in there Nolan Jones, Andres Jimenez, Josh Naylor, Stephen Kwan. All these guys are hitting at least a 275, and all these guys are hitting at least a 275 on the road as well. They have been very consistent. Meanwhile, for the Tampa Bay race, has been a case in which the offense has left a little bit of something to be desired. Ever since Wander Franco has went down with an injury, it has been a little bit of tough sledding for them, but you do still have out there G-Man Choi, couple with the NDDS, a pair of guys that will be able to give you at least a... 365 on base, and then you've got Randy Orozarena, who's got a little bit of power in the bat. He has not necessarily been able to do the world's greatest job this season, but I mean, it is a case in which he's able to get on base, and that's more than what can be said for a lot of these guys. As you've got like Brett Phillips, Rene Pinto, you're able to throw in there Tyler Walls, Vida Le Brujan, a lot of guys in a 225 or lower when it comes to the Tampa Bay Rays team and with the Cleveland Guardians. The like final two or three hitters, like when you've got Austin Hedges out there and guys like this, it has been a little bit brutal for them, but they have been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to move the line. I do think that McClanahan probably going to see a little bit of regression by that. I mean, probably going to be a case in which he winds up giving up like something like two runs over the course of six innings, something in that neighborhood. So I do think that this is a total that I said a little bit too low, especially with Brian Shaw and Kurt McCarthy going out there, the opener and the bulk guy. Both posting up north of 5 ERA this season. Neither guy has necessarily been too terrific. So I do think that the Rays, despite their offensive votes, going to be able to get enough offense to be able to cover this run line. I'm going to be looking at the Tampa Bay Rays, laying a run in F, getting a plus price here. And with this total, it's not mine more around to 7.1. So going to be taking a look at the over as well. If you're taking a look at this game live, the plot has very much thickened. Rangers and Angels. Angels have put up a two spot in the eighth inning. They've got two men on with two outs and... It's all courtesy of a David Fletcher RBI double for the two runs that they've been able to drive in this inning if you're taking a look at this game live. Right now, you're still fighting the Texas Rangers as a little bit of a favorite, but you've now got a very interesting game, especially if we wind up going into the ninth inning. We'll get you a live number right about now as with the Angels, you're right now fighting them plus 210 on the live line. If you're looking to get two and a half runs with them, this was 
before the double, you were able to get them at even money. But right now, you're finding them plus 170 now on the money line. So we're going to be taking a look at this. And right now, top of the eighth inning between the Cubs and the San Francisco Giants. Game is 5-1. to one. If you're looking at the live over of 6.5 in this game, you'd have to lay a minus 150 on the juice. And for the San Francisco Giants, but not necessarily the world's greatest bullpen for the team. They wound up having Jarlin Garcia wind up throwing the seventh inning for them. We shall see who winds up coming out for the eighth inning as they've really had to burn through their bullpen and they wound up using Junior Marte in the back half of that seventh inning and he's currently got a five ERA. So we're going to keep you guys up to date on that one. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be taking a look at another game out there on the West Coast. How about if we wind up turning it forward to Sunday in terms of Rangers versus the LA Angels? This is 973, 974 on the betting board as Dane Dunning looking to get her Dunning for the Texas Rangers and Reed Detmers is on the bump for the Angels and the Angels. They're between a minus 113 to a minus 125 favorite between plus 105 and plus 110. Going to be your price on Texas with a total anywhere between 8 and 8.5 on the 8 juices on the over on the 8.5 juices on the under. And I did wind up making the Rangers a slight favorite. Now, the big concern that you've got with the Texas Rangers, Dane Dunning's home and road splits. Ever since he wound up getting to Texas, his ERA on the road has been nearly two and a half points higher than it is at home. And the big thing for Dane Dunning is it feels like it's honestly a little bit of bad luck as the balls in play have just not gone his way on the road. Thus far this season, opponents are in 70 points higher off of him when he's on the road rather than at home. The home runs per inning rate really doesn't wind up going up or anything like that. It's just a case in which the balls have been finding the wrong areas. So... That is terrible, and it's getting me so riled up that I'm banging around my mic right now because Dane Dunning deserves a little bit better. And then for Reed Detmers, his last three starts, he's actually been really good for the LA Angels. I just really am not a believer in Reed Detmers here in general. He wound up having that no-hitter a little bit earlier in the season, but if you take out the no-hitter, he's got a little bit north of a four ERA for the campaign. And for Reed Detmers, he's... Been able up his strikeout numbers a little bit more, but I do think that a little bit of that has to do with the competition they wanted playing as well. Zetmer's overall for the season, only getting right around seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings. He gives up a little bit over three walks per nine innings as well. And I think that Detmer's in a few years, honestly, he flashed it in that no hitter. He's got a lot of potential. And I mean, the fact that he winds up giving up just two runs over the course of his last three starts, that is very solid. And I talk about the competition. Goes up against the Houston Astros, the Baltimore Orioles on the road, and the Atlanta Braves on the road in those starts. I think that the teams might have been just a little bit ill-prepared for him, and he did wind up having a combined five walks in those last two starts as well, so command still a little bit of an issue for Detmers, but on top of that, even if Reed Detmers is able to once again channel it and is able to do a solid job in this start, he still is backed up by a bullpen that includes Aaron Loop, Rossio Iglesias, and Ryan Tapera. The 7th through ninth inning trio that all have ERA's north of a 375, and for the Texas Rangers, things have went straight down the toilet bowl in terms of their bullpen as well. Joe Barlow has went on the injured list, and as a result, Dennis Santana, Garrett Richards, they've seen more innings. They've got north of nine ERA's over the last 30 days. Corey Seager wound up missing the game that we're seeing right now, but you still have out there Adelise Garcia, Nate Lowe, a combined 33 home runs. Lowe is made with about a 275. Marcus Simeon is starting to come on for the team. He got home run number 14 tonight. Ezekiel Duran is able to get on base for the team, and for the LA Angels, they just wound up tying it up, by the way, against the Walker Texas Rangers. So there is that. But with the LA Angels, you've got Shoya Otani, 22 home runs. He's hitting a 250 for this bunch. And Luis Renifo, Taylor Ward, hitting between about a 272 and 275. But we've really seen these guys at the bottom of the fold, like Max Stassi, 
Phil Gosselin, you're able to throw in there Andrew Velasquez, David Fletcher, Kurt Suzuki, all at a 225 or lower. So I did wind up saying the Rangers has a little bit of a favorite. I'm going to be willing to take this all over with the way that both of these young starters have had struggles here this season and throughout their early careers as well. So we're going to be taking a look at that. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look a little bit more at the AFC South right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Preseason football kicks off next month, and the VEASAN team has been prepping all summer. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veterans Mike Pritchard. Veterans Mike Pritchard. Veterans Mike Pritchard. Veterans Mike. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.